Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry Still. Max and Terry are joining me. You're not surprised to hear that, though. That's that's just a thing. They're, they're normally here. Uh, we uh, kind of got the perma smile on, all three of us. There's a... You can... We're, we're even smiling with our eyes. Uh, it's it's a good time right now. It's it's not like, oh, God, our season's made. But no, we played well this weekend. And yeah, things are good. Uh, we're going to delve into that in a little bit. But I'm going to start with a topic that makes our eyes smile less. Um, a little, little intro... For, for those of you out there, and I know I knew it's going to get these guys talking, um, but we haven't talked about it yet. Umbro is going to be back at Everton for three more years. It's it's the the incumbent. It's like that. It's like that. Uh, I don't know if you're in America. It's like having the same mayor elected every year when you were maybe expecting progressive change, and, and then oh, <laughs> it's just the same dude again. So uh, I'd be. I know Max has a lot to say about this, but Terry, I'm worried will hurt himself if he doesn't go ahead and say it now. So Terry, speak on this because I know you guys have a lot to say about Umbro and Everton. Is, is it been announced now that it's three years? Yeah, I was wondering. I, 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 I thought they, I thought it was said that it was three years, but it said multi-year deal. It didn't oh, it just said multi. Yeah, yeah that, that's what we were discussing in that group chat, wasn't it? Like the fact that uh... you know they kind of pulled the wool over our eyes a little bit by brandishing it as a a multi-year deal. So, you oh, don't so just no. That's right. You said there's no no real specs given. It's pretty a pretty vague announcement. Okay, ignore the three-year deal. It could still be a three-year deal. But it could be one of those things where let's see how Umbro does and we'll ditch them if they don't perform. Maybe that's yeah, what it is. It could be a, a rolling contract. I'm not sure if they even take place in, in these type of deals. But um, why would you not give a numerical value on the length of the deal when the other deals previously did have that? I Terry, mean, are, you, are, are, you, are you insinuating there's some shady goings-on here? No, I just think the club. I think the club know that it's not going to be met with enthusiasm. I think with Umbro, I, I think a lot of people are. I don't think anyone hates Umbro. I mean, maybe some people do, but I think it's more that they're so bored of Umbro now. It's like the quality is is pretty good on Umbro. The the, the, the products they make, it's not like you know poor like low spec materials like we've got with the nike deal a few years ago we had sort of a low tier deal with nike so we were getting some of their some of their lesser type um, materials which i think really put the club off uh, nike if i remember at the time but umbros they've been with everton for so long and yeah we had you know different brands a couple of years ago on and off and but as a whole in the premier league about 80% of our kits have been made by Umbro, so I think people are just a little bit tired of it being the same thing. And, you know, they want to wear, they, they want to see Everton with a different manufacturer, one that they may wear in their day to day life, something like Adidas, Nike, Under Armour was a big one. Um, and I am of the opinion, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but the club must have spoken to all of these brands. They must have gone to Puma and, and whoever, and they probably did have offers but they probably weren't 
isn't as uh, financially lucrative as the Umbro deal. If Umbro really want to keep us and are willing to offer more money, the club can't in good conscience go to, say, an Adidas, who everyone would like, and say, yeah, we'll go with you to take and take less money on the deal just because a lot of people's tastes and a lot of people prefer Adidas clothes and um, trainers to Umbro stuff. So I, don't, I think, you know, on cold, hard business point of view, then, you know, it's they've gone with the best option. But I think it's just the fact that it was the more of the same. This year's Umbro, Umbro kit, it's one of the nicest I've seen. <coughs> the year, um, I think it's 2014-15 with the Navy socks when we were in Martinez's second year. My first one with the new with the new badge, the current badge. That for me is my favourite ever Everton kit. It's a really good that. looking one, and Terry loves him some navy socks. Everybody out there, just so you know. <laughs> uh, I love that 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 year's kits in general were great, but I, I mean, I don't know. People, I I, I personally am bored of Umbro. I would have liked something else, New Balance Puma. Um, I, it it's very it's very shallow though because. If you'd have changed the Macron or changed the Kappa or something like this, I don't care if they'd have tripled the money Umbro were offering, I'd have jumped out of a window. It's just because I like the way they look. I wanted Under Armour for the because I, I I want I like Under Armour. It's nothing to do with the quality or the deal that the uh, club get. It's just that one of those fan things that you want a different brand. Hmm. I mean, I don't think Max would have uh, had any problems with Under Armour either. Uh, I feel like. He he's he he looks like a walking like like he's sponsored by Under Armour just in his daily <laughs> life. <He's> all... <laughs> no, I, I I I do believe that's a factor though. It's got to have you know, a you know a streetwear value to it. Like I feel that is, I think it's paramount when making any sponsorship deal, particularly if it's going to be you know your main kit manufacturer. That you know. Kids want to go out and about wearing, for example, Under Armour, for example, Nike, Adidas. Don't really get much of that with Umbro. I mean, I know we go um, on every time the sales come on for the chain and shorts because we're there with them zip pockets. The chain and shorts are absolutely boss. But other than that, you know, you don't really want to go out and about wearing Umbro. Um, just to back up what Teddy said about, you know, the, the deal has to be lucrative because, in particular with Everton, because our, our match day revenue isn't up there with, for example, our rivals in the top six because we freeze ticket prices so often. You've got to, you know, you've got to go for the the highest bidder personally. And mm. uh, like we discussed, we, we discussed previously, like if this deal, you know, just sees us out of Goodison Park before we make that move to Bramley Moor, and then we go to a, you know, an, a more upper tier brand that's to carry us forward and, you know, make us a more lucrative image as a football club and as a as a brand then that would do us better. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine... It's hard for me to blame the club here. You know what I mean? Because it's it's not like we're a club that's like, no, no, we don't want money. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, the the one who gives them the best deal is is going to be who we go with. You know, that just that's just what's going to happen. And I don't know if they can sit there and say, and just badger Adidas or Puma... Or Nike and be like, hey guys, uh, sure you don't want to give us more? Are you sure? Are you super sure? You know what I mean? How how many times yeah. can you can you bug them? And it's it seems like they've they've gotten the best deal they can at at, at this stage while we're still at Goodison, Bramley Moore. It's going to be a different ball game. 
You know, it's just, it's, we're going to be playing it differently. I'm totally cool if, if, we are, if we are different than a lot of other clubs by having Umbro. I'm fine with that as long as Umbro is giving us some unique looks, as long as they're trying, you know? The one last season, well, didn't really feel like a lot of effort went into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you, so, get, the same te- when you get the same template as whole city, bit of a killer, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I said earlier, though, from, from an aesthetic standpoint, I'd kill to get, you know, Adidas to, to manufacture us one year and get that Columbia home kit in blue. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, they do. They, uh, Adidas does a lot of really amazing uh, national team gear, you know. It's, they really do that right. Um, yeah. Again, I, I, I've seen it on Twitter, though. I'm, I'm more excited about the changes on the pitch right now than I am as concerned with, with you know, with uniforms and stuff, with jerseys, shirts, kits. Uh, but I, I give another metaphor. It feels like you've been single. you just newly single, been in a relationship for three years, newly single, you're going on a dating game, only for the dating game on TV to pair you with your ex-girlfriend. That's, it's sort of what it feels like. It's okay, okay well, I guess that's the best I can do right now. <laughs> You know, and that's it's it's a bit it's anticlimactic, but I think that's just there, there's something right now about uh, our our evolution where it's, there's going to be some anticlimax. You know that is that is the reality, and yeah. So and if you think if you're out there and you think you can get Everton a better deal, you know, good luck. You should you should contact the club with your negotiating skills. All right. Um, anything else on this, guys? Because I know this is a subject, I know we could talk about this for a long time. It could delve into the merits of navy socks. It could delve into which color combinations we should and shouldn't do. We, we're probably going to do that at a different time, all right? I, trust me, we've begun these, these conversations off, off, you know, record, off the record, off the record. <laughs> we've begun these conversations. We're going to make them public soon because I think Max and Terry's opinions are pretty... I don't know. I find them fascinating. I like their reasons <laughs> why. Uh, but uh, we'll do that at a different time. All right. Um, so let us actually start talking about, about football things that are not to be worn. Uh, for the podcast listeners out there, uh, you know, working their ears, we really appreciate you. Here's the lineup. We're starting with a West Ham reaction. Uh, Everton went into the void and came out victorious. And yes, it did sound like sound went to die in that stadium. It sounded so dead, but I think a big part of that was us just drilling the shit out of them. We look good, all right? And we're going to be happy about that. So West Ham supporters who, who don't like that we're happy and we're saying things like drilling the shit, well, we did drill the shit. It could have been dead, okay? Anyway, uh, so West Ham reaction. Then we're going to talk about a guy who retired recently who... Uh, yeah, one of my favorite players to watch just in sport. Uh, we're going to talk about Tim Cahill's Everton career and other things. Got to talk about that, dude. Um, and then we'll have a quiz. If you know your history, Terry against Max, me cheering them both on, on the sidelines, you know, really hoping for a good match. That's what will happen. And whoever wins gets to pick a good team and close us out with. All right. West Ham reaction. Uh, guys, 
are we in danger? And I, I guess I'll let Terry lead with this. Are we in danger of, of a style developing here? Is this, is this a thing that it seems like it might be happening? Terry, you want to lead with that? I mean, I hope so. Uh, that's something, it cast your mind back to last summer when we got rid of Allardyce and um, brought Silver in. The very first thing that a lot of supporters said, and even I think Silver alluded to it as well, is that the club needs the team? Sorry, excuse me. Needs an identity back because we were we'd had so much player recycling over the um, previous years, which was you know somewhat botched in a lot of areas. That we were sort of styleless and shapeless. You couldn't sort of grasp onto what Everton's identity as a team were, and even teams with like much lesser players than us, like the likes of Bournemouth and and you know I'll go so far as to say Watford. They, on paper, on as good, you know, they didn't have as the players at the level that we had, but they had a, a defined style and a defined like sort of like signature the way they played, and we just totally we were shapeless. We had nothing like that. Whereas against West Ham, I mean, if that's the style we're going to go for, that sort of like all action, you know, high press, you know, attack with them, with pace and you know, you know, skillful wingers. I mean, I'm all for that. That is exactly what we wanted this time last year when we were all probably at our, one of our lowest ebbs when we had Sam Allardyce and the football was hard to watch and you know there was games and games going by when there was no shots on target. So you know what I mean. Marco Silva's coming for some criticism this season and you know in a lot of cases fairly you know the some of the defending was pretty pretty ropey for a few you know for a long spell in the middle of the season. But if he you know he was due criticism then. He's also due credit now because the, the defence has showed up a lot in the last five games. And you're starting to see the best out of a lot of players. Who, uh, the, the likes of, you know, Gomez is coming back into form. Madrissa Gay has been a force for the last few games. Bernard off the mark now in the league and, you know, winning Man of the Match awards. You're starting to see things come together. And, it's, you know, it's, it's important not to get too carried away and only to have your bubble burst down the line when you lose a game again. But, you know, it's pretty encouraging. It's nice to... Nice to look at a, a win and not just, oh, it was a win because we got a good set piece. Something like that. No, we actually took the game to another team. A team who outsiders consider one of our peer clubs, you know, like similar sort of bracket to us, absolutely put them to the sword and say, no, I'm afraid not. We are, you know, we've had a few tough years, but we are still by far and away better than West Ham. I like your wordplay, Terry. Talking about West Ham and bubble burst. That was just cute. Way to go. <laughs> you said that, and I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I laughed like like Patty and Selma on The Simpsons. <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, my buddy did a pun. Good work, laugh. Uh, yeah, I, I just building on that, I, I specifically was watching our, our style second half and watching us pressure those passing lanes. Um, I watched... You can actually actively see our guys look around, see where the opposition is, and press the lanes rather than just straight on pressing. It's knowing the direction to to press from which to press. It's uh, yeah, it's impressive, and that goes. That's and and the the lack of space that Gilfie allowed Declan Rice. I mean, he was uh, Declan Rice. It, it did make a, a a few good plays, but he was not as big of a factor. As I feel like he he could have been, I mean, because he's a because he's a solid young player. Uh, it was it was great, <coughs> you know. Max, 
uh, I, I hesitate to sit there and accidentally yank a bunch of uh, uh, talking points when you're about to talk about them. So why, why don't you go into that, that style question as well next, unless you, unless you want to move it on to something else. No, I, I, I agree 100%. I, I think if, if that Chelsea win at Goodison a fortnight ago was Silva's biggest win as Everton manager, I think this is certainly his most impressive. I think in that first half, eight shots, seven of them on target, and like it was just relentless. It was absolutely fantastic. And I think a, a big signifier as to how well we played was grabbing that early goal. It, it, you know, it done us the world of good, made us play you know, with confidence, with assertiveness, um, real conviction in our play. And I said, you know, I said off the record before that I believe that you know it was our best performance so far this season. Um, as for you know, you see a lot of, for example, journalists flagging up on, on Twitter. It, you know, it, it was down to West Ham and how poor they were. Yeah. To 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 lend that argument a bit of credit, I'd say Zabaleta and Cresswell were caught out a bit too much so far up the pitch. That's where you've got the likes of. Bernard and Richarlison and even the fullbacks Dini and Coleman. I thought Coleman was exceptional and one of his best games in a while. That's why you know that was why they were finding so much joy in on the inside forward positions. But um, if you come to think of it as well, this this performance comes obviously off the back of the international break um, when I think it was come out in the um, in the Guardian that we've been named our price for Zuma and Gomez. I think it was seventy million, was it for the pair of them and. Uh, uh, you know, from a, from a subjective point of view, as individual players, they responded to that really well. You know, Gomez absolutely ran the show. I think he had the highest pass completion rate out of the players that started um, and just absolutely dominated the midfield. Zuma was confident. Think about it. Who's he coming up against? Arnautovic, Snodgrass, Lanzini, and didn't really cause them any problems at all. You know, the back line were really assertive and sure of themselves. And, to make me points, I feel like after for our players to make a statement like that, what was it like our first win in London in ten as well? Because that's something that always kind of gets on my nerves. The fact that we never seem to you know perform in London, but hopefully that's our, that's our, the monkey off our back too. Um, another clean sheet is just an endless list of positives. If if there were, you know if you were to poke holes, uh, you know to to try and criticise us, I think sometimes. Between Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Gilfie Sigurdsson, I think Calvert-Lewin was at times a bit too selfish. Um, I think a call back to the, the example in the first half where he could have cut the ball back to Bernard on the other side but went for goal. And then you look at Sigurdsson, I think Sigurdsson probably a bit too selfless where he, instead of having a crack, he's tried to lay it on for someone else. And I mean, you'd expect your centre-forward to make the selfish decision and you'd expect your key playmaker to make the selfless decision. So I'm not really too concerned with that. It, it just... Being clinical is is really the argument because, as you say, Jerry, I don't quite think seven, I don't think ten. I think it could have been four or five. <laughs> but you know, the, by all accounts, that that attack and flair was there to see, and it was absolutely fantastic. And another clean sheet too, which is you know always positive. Yeah, uh, I think everybody. I think the biggest criticism is us not putting them to the sword. Is what I heard uh, most often. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the idea that we're not, we weren't finishing as many chances that this should have been 11. These go to 11. We, yeah, these go to 11. Yeah, 11 goals. You know, it could have been, it could have been a higher number essentially. And it should have been, it should have been more. Uh, we just got to, I think it's taking this in, taking this as uh, steps though. We needed a game where we played a thoroughly 
thorough, a thorough game, an entire game against yeah, Chelsea. It was, a, it was a ninety-minute performance. Yeah. Wasn't? I think that's the main thing. That's big for us right now. We needed that, and we are going to continue to grow. Uh, we're, there's going to be games where we where we get more than two when it should have been more than two, you know. Um, and th- I think that's why we're getting Calvert Lewin shooting so much and being so selfish because he's dying for a goal because he's mm. literally doing everything else. He looks good yeah, his, right now. His, running, his, running, his running's fantastic, and I think his fitness has, has developed massively over the last month or so, which, you know, full credit for him. And, we're, you know, we're reaping the rewards of giving him game time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take it back to a couple other things that you were talking about. Um, first, Gomez and Gay. The work that they have done, uh, I think the most... Uh, applauded player, I think, in the in, in the media has been Gomez. By the way, I looked it up. I did a little research. Andre Gomes. Gomes. Apparently, that's the Portuguese, the Portugal Portuguese pronunciation. Now, if you're Brazilian Portuguese, it's just Gomez, Gomez. But Gomes. No one's doing it right. I'm just going to keep saying Gomez, though, because I sound super pretentious when I say Gomes. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, uh, Andre Gomez and Gay, I I feel like the work that both of those two guys did, achieving different ends, not trying to do the same job, which we've had problems with those two positions in the past, doing, you know, different things. Uh, Gay, with a just... How amazing has his work ethic been since he didn't go to PSG? Uh... You know, him and Gomez, those are the two that I feel like everyone is is latching onto. I think if I'm going to point to one partnership that really stood out more than the others, I think it's those two right now. However, Richarlison and Coleman deserves a conversation too after that. Okay? So, you want to comment on... First, I think uh, Terry really wants to talk about Andre Gomez's hair first, I think. (laughs) What a a head of hair. (laughs) Just a sensational looking man. What have you said? There are Whenever no it... arguments from anybody in the world on that. Not Whenever even not even shite fun. supporters can disagree with this. Just <laughs> just, pay, just pay the money. He's worth every penny. Mm. The uh, West Ham supporters, uh, a lot of them on on the Twitters have just flat out said that guy is class. Mm. A lot of them just talking about him. That's the most complimented player I saw from that game. And uh, well earned. You find that a couple of times this season, like the the Anfield derby, like um, when I went to work after it, like a couple of friends who support Liverpool were just like Andre Gomez, what a baller! Like yeah. he he is a top player. So I mean, Silver's said hasn't he? Like he's put sort of laid the gauntlet down to the club hierarchy to say sign this player. We uh, we need to sign this player now. Whether that's helpful in the negotiation or not is another conversation, but. I, I hope it happens. I think it will. Fingers crossed. But he's a great player. Well, he, he, like yourself, I saw a lot of the um, West Ham fan reaction online and they were all just like that Andre Gomez, what a player. And well, respect, respect to them for actually complimenting the opposition and actually yeah. instead of being super bitter and saying, God, we, we, we didn't play well that day, they actually complimented a player, which is cool. That's, yeah, yeah. That's good. I think in light of that... I think we've got to pay a bit of respect to Fabianski there. Like, holy was, hell, he that looked was a good. Sensational goalkeeping performance. That, yeah, you know, for example, that that quick double save from Calvert Lewin and Sigurdsson straight off the bat. That was a great reaction save, and you know, no wonder he's faced no more shots than any other goalkeeper in the Premier League season. 
I can't believe I didn't write him down. That was a specific mental note from that game is he, he did play well. And I remember, I feel like it was our buddy David did some, ran the numbers on Fabianski as far as the stats go. And he was saying he's, he's a better keeper than people are giving him credit for. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, respect to him. That's, that's a good call. Um, but those two guys running things in the middle. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Richarlison and Coleman. All right, because uh, is I feel like Coleman's resurgence has, you know, it's been great. It has been on the back of rest. He has been more rested, which is cool. And I think that's an important part. Um, I got to give, Richarlison actually works hard on, on defense. And I think that's also helping Coleman out a ton. Uh, the idea of having more support from the, the, the option that's the farther forward option, coming back and giving him some help. Uh, he's just a much harder defensive worker than I think. And, and Bernard on the other side. These, these, these Brazilian dudes are working hard on the defensive end, which has been great. Uh, the work that they did, though, the combination play, they were constantly looking to combine with each other. Yeah. That was amazing. That was great. We're starting to get a right side that's, that's almost as strong as the left because right now the left looks good. Um, we're getting there. I think, like, aside from a just again, Andre Gomez, no other, no other player on the pitch completed more tackles than Richarlison, and I think that's just, you know, testament to him. Mm-hmm. And, for example, when you see in Theo Walcott play and you look at the lack of defensive covering, it, you know, you can see a world of difference when you've got a player on the flank that actually covers and put the shift in. And like you you, you mentioned earlier, Jerry, that pressing game, that high press, now it cutting out the passing lanes. You know, we, we forced the mistake for the second goal out of that. We, you know, where mm-hmm. Fabianski cleared it, came to the feet of Richarlison, he combined with Gomez, then produced a wonderful piece of link up play with Coleman. Literally which, the best pass the I've seen Richarlison make all season. Funnily enough, did you know that was Bernard's first shot on target in the league this season? <laughs> There was like a spell in earlier in the season where Bernard would keep getting like through on goal and really good like opportunities, and he'd like kick the floor or he oh, missed the ball. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, this, or he'd slip, and I was just like, oh, he gets in all these positions, but then just fluffs it. And uh, yeah, honestly, I'm I'm glad he's got his first goal because hopefully that will, you know, he'll take off now because he's even said himself, hasn't he, that goals are a big part of his game and he wants to score more. So. It's took him. It's took him a while to get off the mark in the Premier League, but general play, he's been great all season. The amount of times he's, he's turned like his his full back inside out, and you know, gave them a terrible time. And you just start to see the best of him now. And I think he's a great little player. I think he's been criminally underrated, all, not by us, but like by the wider sort of football intelligentsia. Um, <laughs> he, it's all about. It's all about uh, Richarlison and Bernard sort of slipped under the radar. Player. Yeah, he turned someone completely inside out on that left side and and put in a cross. I'm trying to remember. It, it was, I feel like it was uh, Zabaleta. Probably what the men Zabaleta. I think that's who it was. But he completely just and whoever it was just went the wrong way and just stopped. <laughs> Didn't like you know come back and try to like stop the cross. Just kind of like shit. You know. <laughs> It was uh, it was nice. It was really nice, and he, I'm starting to. It's great to be able to have some players that can take that want to take players on one on one, and are being encouraged to do so, and not just start and then stop, look around, pass back. We've seen that so often over the past. Gosh, I feel like we saw it all the time uh, for uh, uh, near the end of Martinez. Um, mm. 
it was a lot of that. It was uh, possession preferred over everything else. You know? Yeah, 100%. A huge problem with that is that we've been playing central players out wide, which has probably played its hand to, you know, that stunted mm-hmm. development of, of how we attack. And I think, you know, fingers crossed that becomes a, a hallmark of our play now because, you know, he's Bernard to me, I said that when we first signed him, he's almost like peeking out with pace. Yeah. And to see a player like that, it's absolutely fantastic. All the fans love him. He's sort of faster than I thought. I figured he'd be quick, but I didn't realize he would actually have to be able to sustain it. You know, quick players, they've got that little, you know, 10-yard burst, but they can't sustain it. But he's, he actually can, can sustain it a little bit longer than I, than I expected. Um, just a better outside player than I was expecting. I, I thought initially when we signed him, I was thinking, okay, I could see him playing on the inside some because he, he just is built like that. He built like those type of players. Uh, but he's just a fine, a fine outside forward. He's been great. And he creates so many chances. He is our creator. I feel like more than, more than Gilfie, he creates chances. So, pretty awesome. Uh, so, keeping things in perspective, you know, West, didn't have, West Ham didn't have their best game. But you know what? They're a Premier League team that actually does have some talented players. So, and they do considerably I, well at home. Yes, they do. In, in space. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, oh, and one other thing for people listening and watching: uh, you, if you follow me on Twitter, which you don't, no one follows me on Twitter because I contribute very little. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I uh, was in the middle of watching, and on the feed when we're subbing Calvert Lewin, they show the. The away, the away audience, and there's Edward, our buddy Edward, who does our instant match reactions and comes on with us. There he is right in the middle of it. So I, I paused it, took a little Snapchat for him and sent it to him. And, yeah, so Edward, famous in America. He's huge in America, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, it, was just, it was just great. I look, for, I look for our people, like, every game. You know what I mean? And it's like that's the first time I've actually seen one of our people. I, I keep expecting on one of the – on one of the Goodison days to see Max like sitting there, you know, doing rude gestures to the opposition, you know, not that he would ever do that where anyone could ever see that, but just <laughs> saying, just saying, uh, cool. All right. Well, good moods abound. We're not, we're not getting nuts. Uh, however, Everton's in uh, what ninth at the moment. A point within seventh is it? Yes. Mm. So it's not, it's not ridiculous to start having a Europa League conversation at some point. That won't be today, but at some point, maybe later this week. Maybe. Mm. Spoiler! All right, so I guess that's, uh, that's it for our uh, West Ham reaction.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for If You Know Your History, the Everton-based quiz segment that pits Terry against Max in a cage match of Toffee's Wit and Might. One little stumble there, but not the worst I've done. So, guys, uh, we're doing a quiz. It's going to be Everton trivia. It's not a starting 11 quiz, so... Yeah, there's that. Um, for those of you who are new to this, this will be kind of a penalty shootout quiz where one of these guys will go first who will sort of pose as the shooter, and the one who goes second is sort of the keeper. And, uh, yeah, um, the one who's closest uh, either makes or blocks. And then we'll, it's basically the... Uh, We'll have a total of four questions. If these gentlemen are still tied after a total of four questions, we'll go to a tiebreaker. And, yeah. So that's it. That, I mean, I don't, I don't, oh, and they're competing to see who picks the song that we, that we play out the show to, okay? Uh, it's, it's been a lot of dad rock from Terry, and lately it's been a, a lot of 90s rap from Max. By the way, that Nas song, holy shit. That was great. Yeah, you guys... You guys always turn me on to some good stuff, you know? I remember Tom a while back got me on to She's a Belter, and that was Jerry Cinnamon, holy crap. Jerry you know, Cinnamon, and then yeah. and then you, Max, with uh, Catfish and the Bottleman, they play that on the radio here now. L long shot, really? yeah. I was I I was sitting there like my my Spotify wasn't working, I was pissed off, and then I turned on the radio, I'm like, wait a minute, I know this. What the hell? <laughs> I'm not supposed to hear this. This is supposed to be only in England. Uh, so yeah, you guys, this this has been a great segment. It's expanding my mind. Um, I said that like I was on mushrooms. I'm not. I'm very fine right now. So, all right, <laughs> all right guys. So let's do this quiz thing. Ben, if you want to rock some form of, uh, you know, game show music, that would be fantastic. We need to figure out who's going first, though. Um, heads is this. Tails is this. Uh, I think, I think Max calls it this time. Tails. It is tails. Go second, please. Max is going second. Max is going second. All right. So, I probably told Ben to start the music too early. Restart that, Ben. So, it's a goofy like Jerry's an idiot and the editor knows better than he does kind of moment. That is correct. Okay, cool. There it is. Terry, once again. Are you ready? We're going to do this now. I'm ready. Question one. How many clean sheets did Jordan Pickford get for Everton during the 2017-18 season? Ten. Terry says ten. Max. Eight. Says eight. Now, to be clear, I want to say this. This was for the whole season, and this includes Europa League. Oh, okay. Shit, yeah. Okay. Are we still on the same page? I want to make sure. I just realized I should have been specific. Because I've got okay. the breakdown here. Okay. The correct answer is 12. 10 Premier, wow. 10 Premier League and 2 Europa League. Okay, so, Terry, put one right in the corner to start off. Well done, Terry. It was a good shot. Good form. He didn't do that stupid stutter step thing. I'm really glad. I 
little Paneka <laughs> than a brothel. I, I thought it was the league, so I would have been even closer if in that regard. So. I, I say that too when I'm slightly wrong about something, Terry. <laughs> I would have been righter, more right. <laughs> a, a little dink down the middle, but it wasn't my intention. I accidentally kicked the floor, so <laughs> nice. I'm just trying to style it out. It's like Messi doing a panenka from from outside the 18. Why not? Why not with that guy? All right, Max, your shot, dude. Uh, how many European appearances does Yugs? Phil Yagyoka have for Everton. And yes, that was in reference yeah. to something earlier. So, yeah. I've never got any European appearances. Um, I'm going to say 30. 30, says Maximiliano. What do you got, Tear Bear? 25. 25. The correct answer, gentlemen, is 21. 21. And that's Terry with the block. Okay. So, moving on. All right. Terry, how many players have been awarded the Premier League Player of the Month Award? How many Everton players, obviously? Not how many players. That would be a stupid question. (laughs) How many players ever? So how many how many Everton players have been awarded the Premier League Player of the Month award? In the whole Premier League era? I believe that is correct. Yeah. I have no idea, so I'm just going to make a wild guess. Um, since the league started, I'm at 20? Terry says 20. Max, I'm gonna ass- I'm gonna assume it's a lot lower than that. I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna say like ten. Ten, and Max is closer. The correct answer is eight, which incidentally is the greatest number in the world. Uh, Duncan Ferguson, ninety-four, ninety-five. Uh, Andre Konchelskis, ninety-five, ninety-six. Kevin Campbell, ninety-eight. Andy Johnson, oh six, oh seven. Yagyalka. Uh, 2011, 2012, Yelovich, same year, Fellaini, 2012, 2013, and the man whose mouth would not stop moving, Lukaku. Lukaku, 2016, yeah. 2017. So, that is a block for Max. So, it is one, the, sc- the correct score right now is one to nil. Max, your shot. <laughs> I knew that all along. Uh... <laughs> Wayne Rooney holds the Everton record, and this this is something I definitely didn't know. Uh, for most times subbed off in one season, that was the 2017-2018 season. Uh, how many times was he subbed off? That doesn't surprise me. Um, the the amount of times, though, I don't know. I can't exactly draw the correlation. Um, I'll say 15. 15 times, says Max. So, Terry, what do you think? I'm going to go higher and say 18. 18. The correct answer, gentlemen. 24 times he started 36 games and he was subbed off 24 times. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was a lot. 
was a, he used to come off like practically every game. I just didn't know he started 36 flipping games last year. What? We were silly starting his old ass that much. You know? No, really, that's just, I mean, I say that, I'm older, so I have a more wrinkly. But yeah, man, he, he definitely, we should not have been playing him that much. That's ridiculous. What a mistake. All right, so, Terry, you have, uh, you have made the block, sir, and you've won this gripping edition of, uh, <laughs> if you know your history, one to nil. You guys killed it. <laughs> I love the idea of a shootout ending one to nil. Um, so, uh, Terry, uh, you get to pick the tune that we're, that we're wrangling out to. A bit of a slower one. I'm going to go with Working Class Hero by John Lennon. Working Class Hero by John Lennon. Okay, so kind of give us some reason why. Because, Jerry, it was at the top of my Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be really indecisive and just look at a million different songs. <laughs> Plus, I want to. I've been trying to move away from the dad rock. Now I know John Lennon's not like a massive departure from like dad rock. Yes, in he sense is. Of he is. I, no, I know, but I mean, it's not exactly like I've gone into like Kanye West or something like that. But I don't know. It's a good song, and I, I would. It was that or Imagine, and Imagine. Whilst it's a great song, might have brought the mood down a little bit too much, and yeah, we're in a good mood because the blue Everton magic. I think I think you could uh, possibly extend your genre from dad rock to long hair rock. Everyone, yeah. everybody <laughs> that you say Terry has to have the long hair. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. If, they, if they cut the hair, they're that's off right. The list. No more. It's <laughs> no longer considered. A Terry favorite. It means you sold out. Uh, you lost your strength. So I mean, uh, like, uh, it's like we were talking about Lukaku, Fellaini. No, they're out with Terry now. No more. Uh, so, uh, we, in, in, by the way, I like your answer. You're like sassy, like because Jerry, and you, it sounded like you were gonna give me this amazingly like sassy answer, and you're like. And then, and then you, you're like, it's on the top of my Spotify. I like to play. Ding. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I went Wayne's World again. I couldn't help it. Uh, so, uh, working class hero, John John Lennon. Uh, so as we as we are, uh, you know, serenaded by John Lennon, it's time to end this edition of the Toffee Blues podcast. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. If you, uh, if you want to see our, our faces, if you need our faces, uh, uh, I, was, I accidentally went all like Gomez on that. Andre Gomez. Gomsh. If you want to see our face, <laughs> if, if you want to see our faces, uh, yeah, check our YouTube channel, Toffee Blues YouTube channel. Uh, pretty simple to find on the YouTube, so uh, look for that. Um, subscribe to either one of them. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, or both. We're not picky here guys uh so uh, also if you want if you want terry if you want terry isn't that nice uh if you want more terry check out uh check out the liverpool echo fan jury he'll tell you when where he's going to be there on his twitter so look for that look at max's twitter just look at it look what it's doing it's gonna move uh check out 
Check out Max's Twitter. He'll tell you when he's going to be, where he's going to be. Uh, he, he tends to be on the uh, Toffee Blues website often with his analyses of Everton football, along with other kind folks who contribute to that website. It's a brand new shiny website. I mean, it's not a new website, but it, it, it's a new design. So don't get picky. Don't split hairs on my friggin' comments, man. All right, so that's it. We're we're done. No more plugging. I'm unplugged. And now all that's left to do is me to throw the card. Terry, thanks so much, buddy. Good to talk to you. You too, man. Always Maxwell. a pleasure, guys. Pleasure all right. always. Uh, for me and Max and Terry and the bear, we'll talk to you later. Bye! People that can't see have no idea who the bear is. Ha 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 ha!